Thanksgiving, it's in one way kind of sad that we have to set aside a holiday to make us stop long enough to give thanks to God. But in another way, it is a good thing that we have this special time of the year to reflect on the many blessings that God has provided. Thanksgiving, I looked up the word in the Bible along with all its derivatives like thanks and thankful and thankfulness. Do you realize the word in its various forms appears exactly 150 times in the Bible? And more of them are found right here in the book of Psalms than in any other book in the Bible. And one such psalm is Psalm 107. Follow along in your Bible as I read a few selected verses. Psalm 107, we pick it up with verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those He redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those He gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Down to verse 8. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. Down to verse 15. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. Kind of getting a trend here. Down to verse 21. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. Verse 22. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of His works with songs of joy. Down to verse 31. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. And then the psalm ends in verse 43. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. Thanksgiving. This morning, let's talk not only of this Thursday's national holiday, but let's expand on this theme of gratitude and focus on a life of thanksgiving. And as we do so, let me share with you five characteristics of a lifestyle of giving thanks that I've discovered here in the Psalms. Number one, Thanksgiving should be specific. Our thanksgiving should be specific. Psalm 107 and verse 1 begins, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And then the psalm goes on. We didn't read all those verses, but it goes on to list a number of very specific things for which we can be thankful. As a matter of fact, you probably noticed, Four times the psalmist repeats the very same phrase, verses 8, 15, 21, and 31. In fact, let's read it out loud together. Would you read this with me? Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds for mankind. It's as though, you see, each of these identical verses kind of marks the beginning point of a new verse or a new section of the psalm. I mean, they did sing these psalms. You know that, right? This was a hymnal. 
in Jewish culture. And so, it's kind of like having a different verse. You know, this marks the beginning of a different verse or the beginning of a different part to the hymn or to the chorus as they would sing it. But the theme is always the same, and that is specific things for which we can be thankful. It's a reminder to us that we need to be detailed when we give our thanks to the Lord. Like David did in Psalm 103. He begins in verses 1 and 2, O my soul, bless God from head to toe. I'll bless His holy name. Oh my soul, bless God. Don't forget a single blessing. I love that. Don't forget a single blessing. And then David, if you were to read on further in Psalm 103, he continues by listing out one blessing after another blessing after another blessing after another blessing. He just names them. Kind of reminds me of that old hymn that we used to sing. Some of you would know it. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. Yeah, you know that. Count them, name them one by one. Be specific. None of this, God, thank you for all of your blessings that you bestow upon us. None of that general stuff. Get specific about it. In fact, I encourage you, if you've never done this, to actually take a piece of paper and to sit down. This is the great time of the year for us to do this. And actually start writing out the different things that you are thankful for, the blessings that God has bestowed upon you. And then take that list and put it up on your refrigerator or put it on the mirror in your bathroom. I'd say put it on the dash of your car, but you're not supposed to look at it while you're driving. You know, put it someplace where you're going to see it regularly so that you can actually stop and, 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 and say, God, thank you for these things and then name them one by one. Don't miss a single blessing. A little homework assignment for you. This Thursday at Thanksgiving when you're gathered around that table with your family and your friends, you be the one to initiate a conversation as you go around the table just naming specific blessings for which you are thankful. Would you do that? I'm going to try to remember that. We're going to do that, Norma. Okay. We're going to name specific blessings for which we are thanking God. Taking some time to really zero in on that. As it says in Psalm 107 and verse 43, we should ponder, isn't that interesting? We should ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. So first... Our thanksgiving should be specific. Number two, thanksgiving should be shared. Our thanksgiving should be shared. Psalm 107 verse 2 reminds us, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. In verse 32 we read, let them exalt Him in the assembly of the people. Psalm 35, verse 18 puts it this way, I will thank you in front of the entire congregation. I will praise you before all the people. Psalm 105, verses 1 and 2 even expands further. It says, Give thanks to the Lord. Make known among the nations what He has done. Tell of all His wonderful acts. 
something that we're supposed to do. Simply put, our thanksgiving is not something we keep to ourselves. We should testify of God's faithfulness and blessing to others. That's why we spent some time testifying and expressing our gratitude to the Lord out loud in our service a little bit earlier. However, I want to suggest that we need to kind of cultivate this sharing of our thanksgiving as a part of our lives every day. To openly and publicly declare the works of the Lord. To tell the story. To to let others know. To give God a shout out in our daily lives as a part of our lifestyle. And so second, our thanksgiving should be shared. Number three, our thanksgiving should be sung. Our thanksgiving should be sung. The end of verse 22, Psalm 107, tells us to tell of His works with songs of joy. You ever notice that when somebody's happy and they're blessed, they tend to put it to music? (laughs) They sing, they hum, (laughs) they whistle. (laughs) You know? There's a connection, I think, between thanksgiving and song. Psalm 28 verse 7 says, You have helped me and I will celebrate and thank you in song. In the New Testament, James 5 verse 13 puts it this way, Those who have reason to be thankful should continually sing praise to the Lord. I don't know about you, but I love to get together with God's people and sing and play songs of thanksgiving and praise like we did a little earlier together. And I encourage you to take that a step further. I encourage you to cultivate an atmosphere of praise and worship in your entire life. An environment of singing. You know, get serious about this. Turn the television off and put on some praise music in your home. When you're traveling along in the car, don't listen to the radio or whatever other junk is on the radio. Tune into you know Spirit eighty eight point nine or K Love or or put you know play your playlist off of your iPad or iPod or whatever it is you have your iPhone your i whatever and 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 you know get some songs of praise and worship going and create an environment an atmosphere of praise and worship unto the Lord. It'll make an incredible difference, by the way, in your life. So third, our thanksgiving should be sung. And by the way, it doesn't say you have to sing on key. <laughs> Just sing. Just sing. I went by a car the other day and I, we were stopped at the stoplight actually and, and I looked over and there was a mom and a dad and, I don't know, several kids, and they're just all singing. They're going like this and everything else. And I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what. You know, I was hoping and praying that it was praise songs. You know, it probably was something else. But, but, but I'm thinking to myself, that's the kind of thing we ought to be doing. We ought to do that more often. Create that atmosphere, that environment of singing out to the Lord because that's how Thanksgiving is shared. Number four, Thanksgiving should be sacrificial. Thanksgiving should be sacrificial. The beginning of verse 22, Psalm 107 instructs us, let them sacrifice thank offerings. 
Psalm 116, verse 17 puts it this way. In fact, let's read this one out loud together. Would you read this with me? I will give you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Mm, Isn't that interesting? Don't miss that phrase. A sacrifice of thanksgiving. So, when is giving thanks a sacrifice? Well, how about thanking God when we don't feel like it? Or thanking God when there seems to be nothing in our lives right now for which to be thankful? Or or thanking God when the circumstances are in fact contrary to giving Him thanks? See, Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18, Give thanks in some circumstances. What? Oh, I read that. It says, says give, thanks, give thanks in most circumstances. That's what it says, right? No, no, no. no. You got it right. Give thanks in all circumstances. And sometimes that's difficult to do, folks, isn't it? Sometimes thanking God's a real sacrifice on our part. I ran across this story and I wanted to share it with you this morning because I think it so aptly illustrates the point. It's called The Blessing of Thorns. Let me read it. Sandra felt as low as the heels of her shoes as she pushed against the November gusts in the floor shop door. Her life had been easy like a spring breeze. Then in the fourth month of her second pregnancy, a minor automobile accident stole that ease. During this Thanksgiving week, she would have, in fact, delivered a son. But she grieved over her loss. And if that weren't enough, her husband's company was threatening a transfer. And then her sister, whose annual holiday visit she coveted, called saying she could not come. What's worse, Sandra's well-meaning friend infuriated her by suggesting that her grief was a God-given path to maturity that would allow her to empathize with others who suffer. She has no idea what I'm feeling, thought Sandra with a shudder. Thanksgiving? Thankful for what? She wondered aloud. For a careless driver whose truck was hardly scratched when he rear-ended her? For an airbag that saved her life but took the life of her child? Good afternoon, can I help you? The shop's clerk approach startled her. Uh, I, I, I need an arrangement, stammered Sandra. Oh, for Thanksgiving. Do you want beautiful but ordinary? Or would you like to challenge the day with a customer favorite that I call the Thanksgiving special? Asked the shop clerk. I'm convinced that flowers tell stories, she continued. Are you looking for something that conveys gratitude this Thanksgiving? Not exactly, Sandra blurted out. In the last five months, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. Sandra regretted her outburst and was rather surprised when the shop clerk said, I have the perfect arrangement just for you. Then the door's small bell rang. And the shop clerk said, Hey, Barbara, let me get your order. She politely excused herself and walked toward a small workroom and then quickly reappeared, carrying an arrangement of greenery bows and long-stemmed thorny roses, except that the ends of the rose stems had been snipped. There were no flowers. Want this in a box? asked the clerk. Sandra watched for the customer's response. (laughs) Was this a joke? Who would want rose stems with no flowers? She waited for laughter, but neither woman laughed. 
Yes, please. Barbara replied with an appreciative smile. You'd think after three years of getting the special, I wouldn't be so moved by its significance, but I can feel it right here all over again, she said, as she gently tapped her chest. Ah, stammered Sandra. That lady just left... She just left with no flowers. Right. I cut off the flowers, the shop clerk said. That's the special. I call it the Thanksgiving thorn bouquet. Oh, come on now. You can't tell me someone's willing to pay for that, exclaimed Sandra. The clerk said, Barbara came into the shop three years ago feeling very much like you do today. She thought she had so very little to be thankful for. She had lost her father to cancer. The family business was failing. Her son was into drugs. She was facing major surgery. That's the same year that I lost my own husband, continued the clerk. And for the first time in my life, I had to spend the holidays alone. I had no children, no husband, no family nearby, and too great of a debt to allow any travel. So what did you do? asked Sandra. I learned to be thankful for the thorns, answered the clerk quietly. I've always thanked God for good things in life and never thought to ask Him why those good things happened to me. But when the bad stuff hit, man, did I ever ask. It took time for me to learn that dark times are important. I always enjoyed the flowers of life, but it took the thorns to show me the beauty of God's comfort. You know, the Bible says that God comforts us when we're afflicted, and from His consolation we learn to comfort others. <laughs> Sandra sucked in her breath. She thought the very thing that her friend had just tried to tell her. I guess the truth is, I don't want to be comforted. I've lost a baby, and I'm angry at God. Just then, someone else walked into the shop. Hey, Phil! shouted the clerk to the balding round man. My wife sent me in to get our usual Thanksgiving arrangement. Twelve thorny long stem. Stems, laughed clerk Phil as the clerk handed him a tissue-wrapped arrangement from the refrigerator. Wait a minute, those are for your wife? Asked Sandra incredulously. Do you mind asking me why she would want something that looks like that? Well, no, I'm glad you asked, Phil replied. You see, four years ago, my wife and I nearly divorced. After 40 years, we were in a real mess. But with the Lord's grace and guidance, we slogged through problem after problem, and He rescued our marriage. And Jenny here, the clerk, told me that she kept a vase of rose stems to remind her of what she learned from those thorny times. That was good enough for me. I took home some of those stems. And my wife and I decided to label each one of them for a specific problem and to give thanks to Him for what that problem taught us. As Phil paid the clerk, he said to Sandra, I highly recommend the special. I don't think I can be thankful for the thorns of my life, Sandra said to the clerk. It's all too too fresh. Well, the clerk replied carefully, my experience has shown me that the thorns make roses more precious. We treasure God's providential care more during trouble than at any other time. Remember, it was a crown of thorns that Jesus wore so we might know His love. Don't resent the thorns. Tears rolled down Sandra's cheeks. For the first time since the accident, she loosened her grip on resentment. And the clerk said, I'll have them ready in a minute. Well, thank you. What what, what do I owe you? Asked Sandra. Nothing, said the clerk. 
Nothing but a promise to allow God to heal your heart. You see, the first year's arrangement is always on me. McCurk smiled and handed a card to Sandra. I'll attach this card to your arrangement, but maybe you'd like to read it first. And it read, Dear God, I've never thanked you for my thorns. I've thanked you a thousand times for my roses, but never once for my thorns. Teach me the glory of the cross I bear. Teach me the value of my thorns. Show me that I've climbed closer to you along the path of pain. Show me that through my tears, the colors of your rainbow look so much more brilliant. I don't know about you, but I need that. I think maybe you do too. So fourth, our Thanksgiving should be Sacrificial. Number five, Thanksgiving should be spiritual. In all of our expressions of gratitude and appreciation for the blessings that God has bestowed upon us, let's not forget the spiritual blessings. Especially the best blessing of them all, and that is the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. Even the psalmist talked about this in a prophetic way. Psalm 118, verses 21 through 23. Lord, I thank you for answering me. You have saved me. The stone the builders rejected became the cornerstone. The Lord did this and it's wonderful to us. By the way, who is that cornerstone? It's Jesus. 1 Peter 2 verses 4 through 8 tells us very clearly that this is Jesus himself. Our deliverer, the one who purchased our salvation by his own death, burial, and resurrection. Now when you ponder that incredible spiritual blessing. There's nothing else you can do really except to burst out in praise even as Paul did in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 15. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. You know, I don't think it's an accident that Christmas immediately follows Thanksgiving. Because the gift for which we are the most grateful, is it not, is the gift, the first gift, Jesus, and the salvation that He brings. Paul put it this way, Ephesians 1 verse 3, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So fifth, our thanksgiving should be spiritual. In summary then, here are five biblical characteristics of a life of thanksgiving. Five things that the book of Psalms tells us ought to be a part of our daily lifestyle of gratitude and appreciation to God. This is the way we ought to live. First, our thanksgiving should be specific. No more of that general thanks God for all your blessings stuff. Let's get specific. (laughs) Let's list them out. Let's name them one by one. Don't miss a single blessing. Secondly, our thanksgiving should be shared. Don't keep it to yourself. Tell your story. Give God a shout out every opportunity that you get. Let people around you know the things for which you are grateful. Number three, our thanksgiving should be sung. Just sing. (laughs) Just sing. Just sing it out. Fill your life, fill your home, fill your car, fill your atmosphere and the environment you're in as often as you can. Fill it with songs of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. 
And fourth, our thanksgiving should be sacrificial. Thank God. Not just for the roses, but for the thorns as well. And then fifth, our thanksgiving should be spiritual. Don't forget the spiritual blessings we have of God's mercy and His grace and the greatest gift of all, His Son, Jesus Christ. Again, it's great we have Thanksgiving Day to motivate us to take the time and effort to express our gratitude and appreciation to God for His many blessings. However, let's work on cultivating a life of thanksgiving. Let's develop an attitude of gratitude in all that we do and say and think. Let's work at becoming a people of praise 24-7, 365, shall we? Would you read Hebrews 13 verse 15 out loud with me as we close? Let's read this together. Let us give thanks all the time to God through Jesus Christ. Our gift to Him is to give thanks. Our lips should always give thanks to His name. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, teach us to offer You a heart of thanksgiving and praise in all of our daily experiences in life. Teach us to be joyful always, to pray continually, to give thanks in all circumstances. We long to bring pleasure to Your heart daily. Break the power of the enemy in our lives. Defeat him through our sacrifice of praise. Change our outlooks and our attitudes into ones of joyful contentment with our present circumstances. Jesus, we want to be like You who obeyed the Father without complaint. You embrace the chains of humanity when You walk this earth. Convict us whenever we complain or whenever we compare ourselves with others. Give us Your attitude of humility and thankful acceptance. We want to be like the Apostle Paul who learned contentment in every circumstance in life. We choose to continually Offer to You a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that give praise to Your name. We long to bring a smile to Your face. Teach us the power of a thankful heart. And help us to live a life of thanksgiving. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.